0: All right. Hey, look at us. Are we live? Look at us live on a Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. (laughs) Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 243, your once-week live show of the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm Rhett. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, sometimes some Star Trek. All Super Chats are run right in the air, so long as they will not permanently demonetize the channel. We will be drinking alcohol on the show, and if you are drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat, and we'll give some early show shoutouts as we go along. Last but not least, if you'd like to take part in the Super Secret Chat, and even more Super Secret After Party, Words escape me today. Think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community that hangs out over there. Can't believe it. Welcome to the show.
1: Ah, Feels good. 6 p.m. Pacific time. Look at us. 6 p.m., the one true time
0: west coast best coast that's true couldn't have said it better myself jeremy says oh look rhett the linus lover yeah (laughs) did you finally pick out a hoodie i was going for that uh
1: circuit one that i was looking at yeah i was really hoping that linus himself would see the gag and he would say that guy really needs that hoodie to complete the gag and he would send one to Craft Computing for me.
0: You know what? Next uh, next time we do a Lexar ad, you need to be wearing the WAN hoodie. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, Continuity. was it a WAN hoodie? It was a WAN hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: I don't know why I said circuit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, that's what I'm saying though. Is like the, the the best gag would be for the next ads. I've got the hoodie. Yeah. Now I'm looking at beanies or something. <laughs> desk mats.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we've got a great show lined up for you tonight. Not a particularly busy one, but it should be a good one. Uh, We've got leaks from Intel's 13th generation Core i9. Uh, Microsoft's Auto Patch for Enterprise is now available. And the funniest beer names of 2022. Uh, And there's some gems in there as well. Uh, but let's get tonight started the best way we know how to start any night. Uh, Rhett, what are you drinking tonight, my friend? Well, I'm going pretty laid back. Uh,
1: I don't have anything super fancy, although I did just leave Ratchet Brewing, Jeff. I should have brought myself something fancy from yeah. Ratchet Brewing, but get a, I did get a, do a, it. Get,
0: a, get a rev it up or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Little I'm really a big out. fan.
1: The Grease Monkey Porter is my, oh, yeah. my go-to. Ugh. Um... I I just drank uh, Pick Your Lane IPA. I think it's a sour IPA, but it wasn't that Hmm. sour. Oh, no, 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 no. Pick Your Lane, I was gonna drink that one, but I picked their amber instead. Don't remember what it's called, it's delicious. No, today though, I am going with an amber ale, but it's just a Widmer Brothers drop top amber ale, a classic standby in the Pacific Northwest. Um, It is delightful, it is malty, and uh, one of my favorite, Standbys.
0: Yeah, uh, you do like your ambers. Uh, that much is for sure. Uh, I'm starting tonight with a beer that Steve had on the show last week and kind of taunted me with. Uh, found it. Found it this week. Apparently, this year there are <clears throat> two variants of the three-way IPA. Uh, so this is an annual collaboration with Fort George and they usually pick two other breweries and they will do a beer together. Uh, and, uh, this year they actually have two different variants. I've only been able to find the Hazy, uh, thus far. Apparently there's a, uh, a Northwest IPA as well. Uh, but that is the, this is the Fort George three-way IPA 2022 edition. It's a collaboration between Alvarado Street Brewery and Revena Brewing. Uh, And brewed at Fort George in Astoria, Oregon, 7%. While I'm opening this, we do have a couple super chats already. Uh, Tech Geek sends over 50 bucks. Thank you so much, Tech Geek. Good to see you every week. Uh, Evening, Jeff and Rhett. Bit of a change of scenery as I'm visiting some family friends in Arizona for two weeks. Turned my work phone off and it was the greatest thing ever. Just as great as the WAN hoodies from LTTstore.com. Oh, go on. (laughs) Get out of (laughs) here. Look,
1: if somebody wants to buy me the hoodie to complete the gag that you saw in the Lexar ad this week, um, (laughs) I'm there for it. Oh, God, I've got to buy him a hoodie now. It's a business expense. I was hoping that Linus himself would be like, oh, my God, what a great gag. Love those hooligans down there at craft computing.
0: Uh, so I did contact LTT. Uh, I'm not going to say who I talked to, but I did contact LTT and ran the ad by them beforehand because, uh, fair use is, is one thing when it's like, it, it's among like two different channels. It's another thing when you're injecting someone's like likeness into an ad, um, and, and, a joke. <laughs> and, and I'm making money off of it. Like, like there, there needs to be some checks and balances there. So I, I did, uh, Forwarded to LTT staff, and uh, the response I got was, OMFG, that's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So they are aware of the ad. (laughs) I don't know if Linus himself is, but uh, but yeah, they've seen it. (laughs) And we got an enthusiastic, yeah, yeah, go for it. (laughs) Uh, we've also got $5 from the Tech-Oki. Uh, have, uh, only having one better be a Coop DNR. Uh, cheers, gentlemen. And to look that up, that is a Coop Aleworks DNR. Yum. So, anyway, cheers to that.
1: Cheers to that. Look, I'm not sure what's going on with my camera. You can't see that I'm drinking out of a delightful Cheers mug, huh? <laughs> nice. Straight from the actual Cheers bar in Boston. Anyway, not to let the show drag about you know standing in line of Cheers. Although we didn't have to stand in line of Cheers, that's why we went. Uh, there was no line. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. no line outside the Cheers bar. You just go into the Cheers bar. <laughs> sure. And did everyone know your name? No, strangely enough. <laughs> you have to call ahead for that. Well, see, and you go into the Cheers bar, and like in Boston, it's it's just a regular bar. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look like anything like the show. But they did have a replica of the stage that they had in Hollywood yeah. in the back. So I didn't get a chance to go see that. I think my family did. I just stayed and drank a beer. There you go. Uh, I was really big into drinking as many Boston lagers as I possibly could while I was in Boston. And I've told the story before, but there is a bar where you can drink a cold Sam Adams across the street from a, from the cold Sam Adams from a stone cold <laughs> Sam Adams. Right. Something yep. about that just tickled me. So I walked <laughs> up and down the Freedom Road drinking as many of those bad boys as I could.
0: Yep. Uh, willful, is it true Lexar is Micron's new gaming brand? No, uh, Micron did own Lexar at one point, but I believe Lexar was sold back in 2017 to Logisys. Uh, so, yeah, Micron and, and Lexar are not affiliate companies. Uh, Dean's got a gin and tonic with lemon. That is fantastic. Um, I usually like my gin and tonics with lime, but I, I will not begrudge anyone a lemon, so. Uh, Uh, overthinking text got a Guinness nitro cold brew coffee beer. That sounds fantastic. Uh, let's see. Michael
1: Fitzgerald drinking a nice coffee at work because it's 11 AM.
0: Here's to that. Well, he must be in Melbourne, Sydney. (laughs) Yeah. I was going
1: to say like, there's not a lot of options in that. Michael Fitzgerald must be Australia, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, yeah, nothing wrong with iced coffee at work. Nope, nothing wrong with iced coffee at work. And nope. my office, it, it, that's almost how you tell time. You know, you have your iced coffees in the morning, and then it, as soon as it's lunchtime, there's a beer. So there are perks of working here.
0: <laughs> oh, right, right. You know, you know where I work. Yeah. <laughs> you know I've, the boss. I've seen it. <laughs> I've been there a couple of times, you know, good stuff. Uh, let's see. Jason's got a Diet Pepsi. We've got Mog Dog with the Deschutes Fresh Haze. Uh, maybe that's too basic. No, no, I, I love a good Fresh Haze. Um, that's, uh, one of my favorite beers from Deschutes every single year. Um, it's an annual release right around this time. So, good stuff. Uh, and we got one more. William McDowell. I've got my favorite Badger Hill Brewing, Badger Snack, Peanut Butter Stout, 6.3% nothing wrong with a peanut butter stout now
1: I love peanut butter stout
0: uh let's see uh Andrew sends over five bucks thank you Andrew Jeff on off work on my way home love you guys four gamers dual x99 win
1: <laughs> was he the one that was in chat earlier mentioning that I must have been um, somebody was in in the the discord
0: uh dual x99. Not in the way that you're thinking, but a dual 2011-3 is on the way to me, specifically for a multi-gamer build. Uh, I got the graphics cards today, um, and they're just a little bit different. That's all I'm going to... That's your sneak peek. That's your sneak peek. I appreciated it. Yep. So, felt special, like, just for me. Like, oh, 10 days-ish. <laughs> like, the server will be here Monday, and we'll go <laughs> from there. But, yeah. All right. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and jump into the news. It seems we've been covering more and more of these lately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, just when you think the meme is dead, uh and that's like, for hardware hackers, one of the rites of passage is getting doomed to run on whatever you're hacking at the moment, whether it be a graphing calculator or an oscilloscope or a pregnancy test or whatever the case may be. Um, Seriously, on a case? You know, the one with the LED side panel? Yeah, I, I ran doom on that case, actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was the uh, the iBuyPower Snowblind. Yep. Snow. Uh, Look at Good me. Good turn, I'm turning into a little you. I know. All <laughs> the reference just, just bouncing around. In there. Uh, yeah. Uh, but interestingly enough, no one has ever asked the question, can you run Doom in Doom? Yeah. Now you can. You can Doom while you're Dooming. To your Doom's content. Uh, so an industrious little software hacker
1: uh, Kg, uh, K- Kgsws.
0: There we go. Uh, Gitswiss has a has a GitHub page that is full of Doom related exploits. Uh, he's been doing a lot of deep dives into the memory and pointers and things within Doom, and uh, he's actually discovered a couple of bugs that have been in the code for a basically since their inception. And in, what was that? Nineteen ninety four. So. 28 years. Nice. um So he goes on a pretty long explanation of what he's actually doing and why and how he stumbled on to making this all work. But essentially, what he's done is he has replaced some of the wall textures inside of Doom. So you create a level and you add textures to a wall. He's made those textures uh, run a. Uh, Uh, code injection, uh, gosh, malicious execution, execution exploit. Okay. There we go. Uh, basically he's running code. That's not supposed to be running and calling back from the doom 2 executable to a version of chocolate doom, which will run in DOS inside of doom on the wall. Oh, and he also programmed it. So, and this is just a wad file there you can run this in vanilla doom you, you you download doom you download this wad file and you can play doom inside doom there there's no funky business going on um but basically you walk up to this wall panel and you can press f12 and it transfers your keyboard commands to the projection that you're seeing and so doom guy can sit down in a theater and play doom nice uh, he's also got uh, maps that are posted on a wall for modifying uh, memory inside the game so you can enable things like mouse aiming and and change graphics and things like that from just triggering panels on the wall. Uh, really, awesome. really interesting awesome. video. Yeah, he's got like a 15 minute video and it is definitely well worth the watch if you're into um, you know, malicious execution or code injection and things like that. Uh, Basically how he found these exploits through memory mapping and, you know, discovered a 28 year old exploit and wound up using it to run Doom inside Doom. It's good stuff. Well, that is the biggest number I've ever seen in a super chat. Uh, apparently that is Indonesian rupee or Rupa. Um, not sh- quite sure how you pronounce, uh, your local currency, but I just got a hundred thousand of it. Heck yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and, uh, Danis, oh, yeah. Danis, I believe is how you pronounce your name. Again, I'm probably butchering that too. So I apologize. Uh, finally, my country gets super chat, by the way, join the discord guys. Yes.
1: Yeah, yes, you are on the Discord. Go.
0: That's right. That's where I knew that name from. <laughs> I was like, why does that sound strangely familiar all of a sudden? Oh right. You're Danny over in the Discord. Cool. Uh yeah, join the Discord. Link in the description. Interesting. Is are like some countries like super chat locked? I some countries do not have super chat. Yep. That is, is this a whole new world.
1: I'm just like learning about all this stuff. <laughs> makes sense though i mean yeah mm-hmm. like <clears throat> why not yeah Yeah. sorry i'd never considered that before danny's
0: well yep. thank you we appreciate it we do we do paid for uh rhett's pint there actually a little bit more than that even oh yeah oh yeah
1: maybe if i was at a fancy bar
0: yeah yeah and it wasn't a pint either what would you buy for a hundred thousand rupees? <laughs> would it be a beer? <laughs> yeah, why not? It'd
1: probably be a beer. You see, Jeff, I sold my very first short story a few weeks back, <laughs> and I got an honorarium rather than a, a a payment, right? Yeah. An honorarium, ten bucks. You know what that ten bucks went to? A baller pint at my local brewery. Heck yeah! So there you go.
0: There you go, indeed. What else are you going to spend that on? And Danny says, uh, yeah, Indonesia was locked until about a month ago. So they just got Super Chats. Gotcha. And now we know.
1: That's super cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, This is an interesting feature. Uh, So this is from Microsoft. They've been teasing this for a little while, and it's been in some early access channels. And that is Windows Auto Patch. Um, If any... I'm gonna put my sysadmin hat back on real quick. Uh, looks strangely like this hat, but but it says sysadmin on it. More green. Yeah, it says bad mother on it. Um, so any sysadmins who have ever gone through the absolute misery of configuring uh, WSUS, that is Windows Server Update Service, uh, or gosh, what is the replacement for that. Um, anyway. So let me tell you, Jeff. Right. I'm right. the guy. Yeah. Um, gosh, why can I not remember the acronym for the other one? Secm. Uh, yeah, SCCM. SCCM. Uh, so for anyone who's ever gone through the absolute hell of getting a WSUS or Secm server up and running in your organization, um, We're all hoping that this will be not as horrific, Uh, and that is Windows Auto Patch. Basically, what they are doing is they are taking uh, uh, Windows Update Service, but a service uh, for those sorry, let's back up a little bit. For those who don't know, Windows Server Update Service is a service that you can run on premises for your organization. and you basically host Microsoft updates yourself. So your client's systems will query your server to find out if updates are available and your server will allow them to download, all locally, Windows updates, uh, as well as updates for like Office and and things like that. Um, You can also, through that server, uh, allow or deny updates to take place. So let's say your organization runs a particular version of hardware and there's a driver that comes through that messes up something in your in your organization, you can block or blacklist that particular update. Uh, so for large organizations, it is an incredibly powerful tool and a very necessary tool to help control the flow of Windows updates. Um, but, it is an absolute bear to manage, deploy, maintain. Um, it's some of the worst written software that Microsoft has ever come out with and that's saying something. Um, yeah, SCCM is actually just a front end for WSUS. Yes, I know. Um, but uh, WSUS used to be its own, like you would go to WSUS, the the interface, just like you would go to uh you know, Windows Deployment Services, or Active Directory, or Group Policy Editor, and you would manage that in their weird table format, and it was awful. SCCM streamlined that process slightly, but it's still WSUS underneath it. Um, anyway, uh, Autopatch is hoping to basically take that on-prem, that on-prem service and turn it into a cloud service that your organization can still subscribe to, uh, to manage your organization's updates, uh, taking the the hassle out of trying to manage that middle layer of Windows Update databases between Microsoft and your end users' computers. Um, so this is a service that will work for Windows 10 and Windows 11. Uh, and uh, according to the article, uh, at the moment, it will host driver firmware, Microsoft 365 apps uh, for enterprise. Uh, so Windows 10 and 11 and drivers and fir- firmware. Um, and uh, all I can say is, like I said, I hope it is easier to actually deploy because, man, there... I have lost weeks of my life to WSS servers, and I, I'm not exaggerating that in the slightest. I I have lost weeks of my life uh, fixing problems, getting them to work right, getting them to work at all. Um, yeah. Me too. Hell, hell is for sysadmin and DevOps, but probably infosec also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wsus kind of affects all ends of your organization, both both front end and back end, both, you know, production and support. Uh so yeah, it's Wsus is one of those ones that can easily rock just about every corner of your 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 company or or org. Uh always interesting to see how updates ruin my week. Yes. Uh, Jeff and Rhett, what is your opinion on the AMD 16 core Ryzen CPUs?
1: Love it, they're fantastic, they're the best. I mean, 16 cores,
0: you know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you've given me no criteria to base that question on as far as value proposition goes. Yeah, $750 for the 5950X is a fantastic deal, even when comparing it to the 12900K. Um, uh you know, 12900K is what, $600 now? I think the 5950X also dropped to like 6 or $650. Um, they've both got upsides, they both got downsides. Uh, the upside to the 12900K is it's 16 cores and 24 threads with those eight efficiency cores on board. Um, and technically supports PCIe 5, although there's no such thing as a PCIe 5 device so far, just ports that meet the spec. So, yeah, you're. you're ready to roll for when those NVMe PCIe 5 drives come out in like three years. Um, But they both support PCI Express 4, they both support DDR4 at the base end, DDR5 on the top. Um, You really should get DDR5 on the Intel platform if you plan on getting a 12900k. And Honestly, with DDR4, uh, the performance is pretty much neck and neck. With DDR5, Intel takes a slight lead in some memory-intensive tasks. They're both great options. So what more do you want? Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Do I use PHP? Uh, No. (laughs) It's right there in the title, WSUS. Right. Did you get uh, Windows updates or sus. Yeah. Personally,
1: I love I love W sauce on my tacos. You know.
0: There you go. That's because you can't can't pronounce Worcestershire. (laughs) Nobody can. Nobody can. (laughs) I dare you. Uh, did you get Michael Stilson's super chat? Uh, I was actually just doubling back to that. Uh, $5, Michael. Thank you very much. I've been following the show and channel for a long time and always loved it. Thanks for moving back a couple hours so I can catch it live. Cheers. Thank you for continuing to watch. Uh, and, uh, hey, two weeks into this new time and our numbers are already back looking up. So, uh, 120 people, although only 35 likes. Likes? 35 likes. Uh, hit that like button. Make make sure other people see this, too. Show some love, you know? Yeah. If you can't super oh, chat, right. at least you get that thumbs up. And
1: also to anybody that might be listening or watching on the, uh, later on or currently right now that might have to log off, guess what? This son of a gun's getting cut into clips now. So you can catch this on the Clip Show. Heck yes. Uh, day after. So uh, most of the news stories are going to be cut and trimmed and organized into their own 5 to 10 minute clips and uploaded to our sister channel, uh, Craft Extra. Uh, The the people that chime in on every single one of these on the VODs saying, move this to its own channel, they're getting half of their wish, granted.
0: (laughs) I'm still up in the air of whether or not I will move the mainstream or the full video on demand to Craft Extra. Right. Um, I've seen analytics both ways where it hurts performance of your regular videos, but my regular videos have never really seen a performance drop because of the streams, but I've also been doing the streams since, well, before it was worth paying attention to the analytics. Well, I mean, and
1: the, be- the best part is, is like, and what really throws me is like, we get the real strong regulars in the show yeah. every single week. And we really ought to just be doing whatever they want us to do, (laughs) you know, because these are the people that have been here, uh, going on 243 times, you know, uh, but I don't know who, who knows what the right way to do it is. If you pay too close of attention to the YouTube analytics, you're going to drive yourself absolutely insane.
0: Yeah um there I've never sat there and looked at the analytics and gone well what can I do to to you know improve my my click through rate or what I always do is I've always just done what I've covered the content that I want to con- that I want to cover without regard for oh this one's going to get clicks or this one won't I kind of know that going in but it doesn't stop me from covering a subject um or, or dissuade me away, uh, you know, some of my monitor reviews have done fantastic. And then I've done some other monitor reviews. The last couple have kind of fallen a little short. Am I going to stop doing monitor reviews because of that? No, because uh, I find monitors interesting and, <coughs> and I'm pretty good at reviewing them, I think. Uh, you yeah, know?
1: see, that's a really great point. You look at the analytics for that one <laughs> and it's like, well, you should never do one again. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's
0: weird that that's just that's the road to madness, you know. Yeah. Um, well, when I make this face in the thumbnail, it does better. But if I do the,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, that's just too.
1: And that, and what's weird is like, I'm sure there's something to that, right? Um. Yeah. But like, oh my god, I, I you and I have some of the same sensibility where it's like. It's done, put it up, (laughs) and
0: never look at it again. (laughs) I won't say that. I will go back, and I I do try to watch uh, the videos that we post at least once or twice after they go live. Um, Again, just to make sure I'm keeping myself honest, make sure I'm not slacking in in any particular areas or to see areas that I can possibly improve in.
1: Um, Because- Well, and then- And then there are obviously conversations that come up around the videos that are really worth having as well. It's not like we ignore those. Like how many video ideas have we had in the last few months that have come up because someone was talking about it, asking or, eh, you know, sometimes educating, uh, sometimes putting the real truth out there and he's like, okay, time to look at this from a different angle or time to approach this from, and you make a whole
0: video out of it. Yeah. And what I find, and, and what my long-term strategy with craft computing has always been, at least, especially over the last two years since I went full-time, but even dating back before that, is I would much rather always be happy with the content that I produce and never try to just drive clicks on the channel, because yeah. if I just wanted to drive clicks, I'd be the Wish.com guy right now, because I started that crap, and I, and I finished it with one. <laughs> um, but uh it's never been about that for me it's always been about let's find something interesting and dive into it and and do things that i enjoy and while i won't gain as many subscribers or as much notoriety immediately or get as many clicks on a single video I bring in the people who are like-minded or bring in the people who are interested in the things that I'm doing and they're going to stick around and they're going to watch videos more often than the clickbait people are. And and that's always been my strategy going in. Uh, So am I going to stop doing monitor reviews because the last one only has like 8,000 views? No, because monitors are still interesting to me. You know what? You're lucky. I haven't done like Lego builds on the channel. Although I have done a, a Lego build for a, uh, a craft premium video
1: so but, now you have another channel too so I have another channel too yeah like, that's the wild west over there
0: <laughs> Not really. uh, if you think nof- if you think there's no rules here <laughs> <laughs> um
1: a tech geek says in the chat he says you know it's your channel you do what you want even if analytics say the video sucks you run it how you want to run it we're here right. for your shenanigans and, that's I, right. and i do think that there's there's a, a grain of truth to that um, I I've said it before, but you know, for anybody who's not listening, it's like when Jeff first started doing the YouTube thing, it's like, I had absolutely no understanding of what that meant or anything. And, not and it's, it's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, and it is funny how quickly the, the attitude and the knowledge and the perception of it like evolves, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, I came at it from a different angle and and I was never one to chase clicks or do anything like that in, in the things that I do. Um, but uh, it really quickly became apparent that like Jeff's voice was like one of the like magnetic factors of the channel, you know? Like you have your own voice, your own tone, your own message, way of communicating complex topics that resonates. So uh, I think it's great. I mean, and it's one of those things that, again, like no amount of analytics, I think, could predict where you'd be at this point, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I will say, I didn't even realize this, uh, but this week is my fifth anniversary on, the, on doing YouTube. Uh, I posted my first video July 10th of 2017. Nice, simpler times back then. Yeah, and around the same
1: time we did the first Talking Heads.
0: Yep, uh, that was end of July, beginning of August, something like that. Uh, and then we 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 tried one episode, and it was fifty eight minutes, and it was fifty eight minutes of like pulling teeth because. Ne- had you done a live show to that point? Like, I know you didn't. You've done a lot of podcasts, and I've done some talking, you know, content before. The live stuff
1: that I did at that point was more like live stream. Like, okay guys, like today, like, like we had done game jams over game devs quest and we had live streamed our entire process from brainstorm to programming to art implementation and all this. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, you're just chilling and getting cozy on that. You know, that's not the same thing. And it was like pulling teeth. Like, I mean, I remember having a great time. I don't remember it being like, you know, unenjoyable or bad for us, but it was definitely like, I had had a lot of fun, but I didn't know what to expect at all. Um, like I had only met you like a couple times before that. Yep. And, uh, and again, like I'd never done a tight live show like that necessarily.
0: Right. Um, like I said, I had done some talking points before, uh, both of us obviously are musicians and, and so like live performance has, has yeah. never been that big of a deal. It's like, I don't get nervous in front of crowds. I, I right. don't get nervous knowing people are listening to me or watching me or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, uh, <laughs> doing a live show where you're just trying to deliver the news and keep everything on track and come up with good talking points, you know, in the spur of the moment... That was a learning curve and I I'd like to think 243 episodes in I've gotten a little bit better
1: at it. We we've dialed it in. Yeah. You know, to me, I will say this, like I never felt like not to say that what the show is is bad now, mm-hmm. but I felt a different sort of way when we had the timer. You remember that? Oh yeah. God, I loved the timer i've that's thought like, about bringing the timer back that's like the adhd in me or something man yeah. like that timer was like magic at least it, like i should go back and watch those episodes and see what really transpired yeah but i remember just being like like we punched through we had all of these topics like yeah and it was tight it was concise it was all i don't know it was just a whole other world too and I, was that when we were a two-hour show though because we, we gradually evolved from being a one-hour show to a two-hour show. And I remember being like, two hours? What are we talking about for two hours?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I've, I've done a couple one-hour guest spots on on some other uh, other talking, you know, other podcasts and whatnot. Uh, I was on Techno Tim's just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, his is a one-hour show. I've been on with Andy over at ETechnics. His is a one-hour show. And what's funny is uh, they start wrapping up the show, and I'm like, "What? We're we're done already?"
1: <laughs> well, look at us, dude. I thought we've we were doing for, a show. <laughs> we've been at it for 40 minutes, and we've done two stories, and now we're waxing about uh, the good old days. It's kind kind of
0: my uh, kind of my style.
1: Uh, heck yeah, it is. Hey, John Steinbecker asked. Jeff and Rhett, what is your opinion on AMD 16-core Ryzen CPUs? Love them. They're great. $750. I mean, you're looking at it against a 12900K.
0: Let's see if Rhett was paying attention. (laughs) That's all (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, You know what I'm paying attention to? Our sponsors. That's right. I paid attention. I remember. They're they're worth paying attention to. They are. Today's you by Linode. If I could hit the right keys, there we go. Uh, today's episode of Talking Heads brought to you by Linode. If you ever needed to host your own servers, whether it be for home or business use, but don't have the resources to invest into hardware, power, cooling, space, or even the time to do it. Why not let Linode host them for you? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes the software from most of the tutorials on my channel, like how to run your own ad blocking, recursive DNS server, VPN gateway, your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. Even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep a backup offsite. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Linode also recently announced they are the first alternative cloud provider to provide NVMe block storage available to all customers. I butchered that sentence, but I'm pushing through it. In September, they began rolling out NVMe drives to all 11 of their global data centers. Best of all, storage rates will remain at the same low price they always have been. Visit linode.com slash craftcomputing and get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. That's linode.com slash craftcomputing. And again, thanks to Linode for sponsoring today's video.
1: With Linode, don't explode. That's right. Uh, yeah. We also do, thanks to Linode, we can keep going. Okay, we can keep the live stream going. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Uh, we do have another super chat, a couple of them. <clears throat> One from uh, uh Hearing the way Microsoft employees talk about teams, I'd love to hear the WSUS slander internally.
0: I'd I'd love to be a fly on the wall for a lot of internal dev meetings at at Microsoft, personally. Um, Who was I talking to uh, the other day about um, decisions that are made from above development pay grade that lead to a detriment in a product that the develop, all the developers can do is put their best foot forward but meet the criteria that have been laid out before them. And yet we blame the devs for buggy software or features that are incomplete or, you know, missed release dates or, or things like that. Um, and while that, yeah, sure, might sometimes be the case, it's really interesting how often uh, managerial oversight actually takes precedent as far as the end quality when it comes to that aspect of, of a lot of software and development teams. Good management is hard to find.
1: <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, another super chat from American Cosworth. $2, thank you so much. Buy my biz, just did a live stream. It was a thing. And I had to read it live on air verbatim. Because it was a super chat.
0: Yeah. That's right. There there are rules it, to all it this.
1: It was a thing.
0: It was a thing. <clears throat> Bet it was. <laughs> Uh, let's see, moving on, uh, Nikon announced earlier this week that they will reportedly join Canon in ceasing the development of high-end DSLRs. Um, obviously, the trend for years and years has been going towards mirrorless cameras, so cameras without a physical parallax uh, inside of them, um, and Canon kind of said uh, at as of the announcement of the R5, we're ceasing developments of cameras like the EOS One and, and that line of products, uh, which really spearheaded the DSLR revolution uh, when we transferred from film. Uh, but mirrorless is uh, lighter, it, they're smaller, they have fewer moving parts, and they've gotten to a point where they're kind of reaching feature parity with, existing DSLR cameras as far as quality. Uh, so Nikon has also said, we are no longer going to produce, you know, our, our D200 style and, and above. Boy, there's a blast from the past. Uh, D200, yeah, the, the do everything digital SLR from 2006. I, I'm up on my DSLR names. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, mirrorless cameras are taken over. Uh, they've certainly taken over around my studio. Uh, I oh, haven't. Yeah. I haven't had a mirrored DSLR. Um, well, that's not entirely true. I did have a Canon T two I for a short while, uh, but it saw very little use, and that was really only because I had sold my Fuji camera to buy my uh, Z Cam E two which was my workhorse for like three years here on the channel until we recently replaced it with Sony bodies. Um, But even before that, I had a bunch of Sony mirrorless cameras. The last digital SLR that I truly used, I think I sold in 2014. uh, And that was a Canon uh, 40D. So, yeah. Uh, Times, they are changing. And... Boy, lens mount systems have changed radically, Uh, but nothing lasts forever, so.
1: There's just a new antique market now, guys.
0: (laughs) Um, I do still have a Canon 10D, which was one of the first sub $2,000 digital SLRs. I think it was like $1,200 or $1,300 at release. Um, I've owned that camera since 2007. (laughs) Uh, so yeah,
1: nice. Ever since smartphones, I haven't really found a need for cameras.
0: You know, I'm kind of in that same boat as well. Uh, I mean, (laughs) as the best camera is the one that you have on you. I mean, that that's an old photographer's yeah. adage. But the best camera is the one that you can carry with you. And no matter how good your gear is, if you don't have the gear with you to take the shot, it doesn't matter. And we used to tell people that when I used to sell Nikon D200s and Canon 20Ds and Rebel XTs, and like the old, like, that's when I worked in a camera store was, was right when digital was truly kicking the crap out of film finally. Uh, and there were still film holdouts when, uh, when I worked there, we had people who would walk in and want to trade in film gear. And it's like, yeah, I've got a, you know, EOS 1N, which was the sports photographer's film camera. It was a professional body. It was like $4,000 brand new. It shot 10 frames per second. And, Think about this, okay? 10 frames per second on a film camera, which would hold either 24 or 36 frame rolls. So you can blow through your entire 36 roll in 3.6 seconds. Okay, let's change the film and hope nothing happens. Uh, But yeah, no, he came in with that camera and, and I went, man, I can tell you without even calling my manager, I don't want to give you an offer because he was a very large man. Uh, and uh, he goes, no, no, no I, I want to hear it because I'm, I'm wanting to upgrade to, you know, a 20D or you know, maybe even an EOS one. And uh, okay, so I called my manager and and he goes, it's one n And he says, yeah. He goes, any lenses, anything? I said, no. He's not selling the lenses. He's keeping the lenses. And he goes, yeah, uh, 400 bucks if he'll take it. So 10% of what the camera was like four years ago. It happens. Because no one was buying film and no one, would. no professional photographer worth their salt, especially sports photographers would have bought a film camera in 2000, gosh, that was 2005. That's why sometimes you buy
1: things, it's not an investment. You shouldn't view it that way. And uh, I I know people of our generation kind of tend to do that. Yeah. You know, you get your things and you think they're going to hold their value or whatever, but you don't really know where the trends are going to go all the time. And something that's been as rapidly evolving as cameras have been the last 40 yeah. years alone, like.
0: Oh, the the it, gosh, I mean, I'd, I'd like to say the last 10 years, but you have to go back 20 years to the start of digital um, yeah. and. You know, there was slow progress at first, you know, and, and like I said, there were there were film holdouts and, and things like that. Uh, but, man, the progress with, I, d- I don't even necessarily want to say just the image quality over the last 10 years, although that has skyrocketed as well um, as far as the quality of sensors, the noise reduction uh, techniques that have gone into... SLRs allowing us to go from like um, speaking of those old SLRs I used to to sell like do you know a Rebel XT and a Nikon D200 they have a native ISO of 200 and a max ISO of 800 um what <laughs> what ISO do we shoot at here in the studio uh 2500
1: Tw- native 2500
0: is is the is the lower neg- uh, native by the way our our sensors are also dual native um and so they get best performance or the the Sony a IV has best performance at 2500 and again at 12,800. <laughs> the 12,800 ISO on the Sony a 7 IV is light years ahead of the quality of ISO 800 on a Rebel XT.
1: So what is what is an ISO 12,000 are you just like shooting in a pitch black room or something like Essentially yes. candlelit scenes? Um <laughs> there was we got we got okay we have to come up with a, a, a shoot where we could do, do that
0: um there was this is this is really gonna be stretching the esoterra of of a lot of my knowledge um, but there was a short film it's about four minutes long that was developed and paid for by Canon and um, when the EOS 1D One D Mark III, I want to say, came out. And it was right about the same time that the 5D Mark II came out, and the 5D Mark II was one of the first DSLRs that could shoot video. Um, but they wanted to show off the impressive uh, low-light videography of the 1D <clears throat> Mark III. And so they shot a video in San Francisco at night with nothing but ambient lighting. Um, And, and it's not just like, a uh, you know, guy walking down the street, it's actually a brief chase scene with a car and a guy on a skateboard. And it's shot with nothing but ambient light. Now in today's world, I could do that easily at 12,800 on the Sony a7 IV. The high ISO they were shooting at was (laughs) 6,400. They were trying to show that at ISO 6,400, you could get the same image quality that you could at ISO 800 of the previous generation. And so they shot this video in essentially pitch black with street lights illuminating them. Nice. Fast motion and went, look at the quality we're getting out of this. And look at the quality we have now. Oh, and by the way, twelve thousand eight hundred isn't even at the top that I could like realistically shoot at. Like sixty four thousand is not outside the realm of what's usable. <laughs> oh god!
1: Wow, it's a whole other ball game. Yeah. So, uh, do have some more super chats lined up? Sweet, Brandon Yan, five dollars. Have either of you played
0: Star Trek Armada? I just found it on GOG. Started really? modding it. Makes me feel 18 years younger. You know, I never got into the modding scene with Armada. Um, I, I know it exists and I know it did exist even, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But for some reason, I never got got really deep into it. Um, I played almost all the Star Trek games from that generation. In fact, I, I think I may have even rebought Armada on GOG, but I haven't downloaded it yet. <laughs>
1: Well, I know what you're doing tomorrow. Time to mod some Armada.
0: Yep. Zeus, Uh, old friend Zeus, uh, sends over $5. Thank you, Zeus. You sold your Fuji. As a Fuji user, I'm insulted. Here's $5 thrown at you to get a new Fuji X-series camera. Um, I had a Fuji X-T3, and I shot on that for almost a year. Uh, And it's a fantastic camera. at least for right. 1080p60. Uh, it did a fantastic job with that. Um, and it was, in fact, one of the only mirrorless cameras at the time when I bought it that could do 1080 60 with the same native bitrate, um, where it didn't take a hit uh, going in bitrate. So you could film at, I think it was up to 150 megabit uh, at 1080 60 which is fantastic. And that's what I shot a lot of my videos at. And then I upscaled them all to 4K when I rendered them. Um I wanted to go truly to 4K. And so I sold the Fuji to buy the Z Cam E2. Um and actually I held on to the Fuji for like 3 or 4 or 5 months after I bought the Z Cam. Um just because like it's it was a great camera. I've got nothing against it. Um but and even for for now the the XT4 and uh gosh what's their other their other new one that came out Still great cameras. I've watched the reviews on them because I'm still interested. Uh, uh, But they're they're still APS-C. They're still exorbitantly expensive for native lenses. Uh, And the autofocus is not really worth it when it comes to video production. And I don't know of anyone who's going to invest into... Fuji gear when you're talking video production and autofocus requirements and when you look at for basically the same price you can get an A7C which is an A7 III uh, in a smaller cinema form factor with a full frame 4K or 1080 120 sensor for like 200 bucks more <laughs> so I get it I, I get Fuji's a great camera I loved my Fuji. I also upgraded. Oh, and one more super chat. Sorry, I missed that one. Uh, uh, free beer. There we go. Uh, sad to see Nikon and Canon stop DSLRs. On the other hand, that means more cheap full frame lenses on eBay for my film SLRs. Heck yes, it does. Ooh, EOS 1V. Yes. Good stuff. Classic. Classic maybe not <laughs> great
1: great camera though great camera for sure is that Good. a
0: is that a canon or a or a nikon right
1: uh well e o s sounds like the canon naming structure yep. but
0: yep uh is f six is that nikon or fuji
1: f six sounds like a fuji that's nikon Ah, oh, okay i tried <laughs> I'm a I'm a big camera guy big camera guy know everything there is to know about him that's right that's right and shoot baby (laughs) Uh, it's It's very true Jeff's a great teacher I try Uh, uh hops and Bruce says I want to get a sony a7 III well speak of the devil
0: yep Uh, I think he's on an A6400, um, which, again, fantastic camera. Might even be an A6100. I don't remember. Sony did this thing where they went back and forth with their numbers, especially in the 6000 series. So they went A6000, then the A6500. Oh, we're going to come out with the A6300. Now the 6100. Now the 6400. It's like, just move on. (laughs) Especially when you can go to Best Buy today and buy an A6000 brand new. That's a seven-year-old mirrorless camera for the same price it sold for back then.
1: I, I think what needs to happen, and maybe maybe we pick a nice round year for it, but every company ever starts over and every product that they launch at that point is one. And every product they launch afterwards two, three, four. You don't get anything else. So that way, the the highest number is the latest, no matter what. You know what's
0: really funny is... (laughs) We wouldn't run out of numbers. (laughs) All the tech companies used to do this until... 2010. Okay? Um, If you go back and you look at Intel's numbering systems. They obviously had the Pentium 1, Pentium 2, Pentium 3, Pentium 4. But even when they went to like beyond the Pentium 4 to the Pentium D, the Pentium 4 had a code number after it. So it was the Pentium 4, you know, 620. And then it was the Pentium 4, 860. And then the 930. And then they came out with the Pentium D. And then the Pentium D had a series of numbers going from like 550 up to 900. and then they went, you know what, we'll fix this. We'll come out with the with the core series of numbers. And so originally it was the Core Duo and Core 2 Duo. Um, and that's actually the predecessor to the Core i naming scheme that we have now. Um, but So they went Core Duo and it was like the, the 2200 Core Duo or the 2400 Core 2 Duo. And the difference was 32 bit or 64 bit instruction sets. And that kind of went through until they hit 9,000, until they hit the 9,000 series range. And so the the Core 2 Duo and the Core 2 Quad, uh, you know, the 9,600, those are the top ends of those. And then they went, you know what, we're gonna reset. We introduced the Core i with Nehalem with X58 for the Enthusiast platform. Let's bring that back down and start over our numbers again. And that was 2010. Um, now, mind you, these resets usually took like five years. Like you'd you'd run a product out and then you'd go, okay, we're gonna take this bin and we're gonna throw it away and we're gonna renumber our products starting back at one. And that's what happened in 2010 with Intel with the Core i5-760 uh, and the Core i7-870 and chips like that. And then Sandy Bridge at 2,000 and then Ivy Bridge at 3,000 and then Haswell at 4,000 and Broadwell at 5,000. And up the chain it went, And it just kind of never stopped because it's like, yeah, we have the 2600K, now the 3700K, now the 4590K, and now the. And then we got into Sky Lake and KB Lake and Coffee Lake, and you're like 6,000, 7,000, 8,000. Okay, well, eventually they're gonna hit 10 nanometer or 7 nanometer, and it's gonna like turn off, right? Even though we've gone from 28 to 22 to 16 to 14, right? Like they gotta reset it at some point. Well, all of a sudden they came out with Ice Lake. And we still have the same numbering system, and it's 12,900k now. And you know, next year's the 13,000 it's like, good God, at some point, just hit the reset button. If Nvidia, it it Nvidia and AMD have also done this and and they also stopped renumbering their products right around the same time. Um, AMD, I guess, has gone through some shifts because they, uh, they also went through an acquisition (laughs) shortly before 2010 when AMD purchased uh, the graphics division from ATI. Uh, But, you know, we kind of hit reset when Nvidia hit 9,800 for their graphics cards. They had 9,800 GT, GTX, GTX Plus. Um, Then they went, you know what, reset, 200 series GTX. And then we skipped 300 and went to 400. Then we had 500. Then we had Kepler with 600 and 700. Then we skipped 800 except on mobile. And we had 900. And then we went, OK, 1,000. OK, screw it. 1,600 and 2,000. And then 3,000 and then 4,000. It's like, it's been 12 years.
1: <laughs> i telling you. One, two, three, onward. When they come out with the latest 10,000, I mean, that'll be their 10,000th product. Yep. Be pretty impressive.
0: Uh, R9 290X. uh, No, the really interesting part is when the numbers overlap between products over different years, um, like the GTX 290 and 295. (laughs) And not the R9 290 and 295. Those are different products. We don't talk about the 300 series cards. (laughs) For AMD or NVIDIA. <laughs> That's true. Um, I guess NVIDIA did use 300 series branding on the mobile side of things as well because they had the NVIDIA GT330. Um, but those were integrated mobile units. Um, yeah. Yeah, those were all mobile because they also had the the 210 and, and chips like that back in that day too, so... Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of graphics cards, if you've been holding out, building yourself a new system, well, graphics cards prices are dropping. And uh, that segues perfectly into our sponsor. Why don't you get yourself a new case uh, from Fractal Design. Today's video is brought to you in part by Fractal Design. Proactive Design first turned heads with the Define series many years ago, and they do so again today with cases like their all-new POP series. Available in a wide variety of colors and designs, the POP Air brings attitude to airflow. It boasts an iconic mesh front panel for high airflow and easy fan access, along with colorful internal drive trays and accents to make your build, well, POP. You'll also get a choice between tempered glass or a solid steel side panel. Any budget, any build, Fractal Design has the case for you. Take the Meshify 2 Lite, for example, with four included RGB Aspect 14 fans, support for motherboards up to EATX, and a wide-open internal layout. It's the perfect foundation for your next build. There's no reason to strain your wallet to impress your friends with your looks. Fractal Design offers many elegant cases for the budget-conscious builder. And for the rest of the month, you can get the Meshify 2 Lite on sale. But act fast, sale ends on July 31st. So if you're looking for just the right case to finish off your latest build, make sure to follow the links down in the video description. And thanks to Fractal for sponsoring today's video.
1: We love having sponsors. We do. And thanks to Fractal, they keep the live stream on. So we can keep going. How long can we go? Can we find another sponsor before we're done and just keep going? Who knows? That'd be be nice. Just non-stop live
0: stream. Does someone on? wanna, want, want one more? Like, come on. <laughs> this space for sale. Who's watching? <laughs> New sponsor? Yeah, boy, Fractal R5 is my Unraid box. Love the R5. Um, never owned an R5, but I did have an R4 for a short time. And uh, I've built a couple different cases in the R6, um, including my uh, uh, Dishonored case mod. That was in a Fractal Design R6. Classic. Node 202, classic small form factor case. Yes. Uh, My wife's PC is actually in the Era ITX. um, And it is one of Fractal's most unique cases they've ever designed. It is uh, an all aluminum enclosure with a wood top panel. And it is freaking gorgeous. Uh, My wife, who's not much of a techie, like she doesn't, as long as your computer turns on and runs, like she's totally fine. Uh, and uh, that case came in for review and she goes, I call dibs on that. I want that case. <laughs> so she has that case. Uh, are you muted? It's a gorgeous right? case. There you go, yeah, okay. I was, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I was coughing. Okay. I <laughs> it looks like you were and talking I... and nothing
1: was coming out. I coughed and then I went to go unmute and be like, it's a gorgeous case. And Zoom was like, you're muted, you fool. And I had already moved my hands away, so it was it was really delayed, but yeah, no, that's a gorgeous case that she has. Mm-hmm. Uh, that how much for a hops and brews sponsorship?
0: <laughs> for you, tree fitting. <laughs> Ruby came to say hi. Yes. Oh, of course. You say hello, Ruby.
1: Oh.
0: Hi, dear Ruby girl. Yeah. <laughs> She goes, my family is gone for the day, and and I haven't been able to chase anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I do, Ruby. Okay. Okay. I can't right now.
1: I can't. Jason Budney says, for the
0: price, the pop is nice,
1: but it was tight to build in. It looks tight to build in. Looks like a great case.
0: But. Yeah, I, I built in, in the Pop Air Mini. I didn't find even that case was too tight to build in. And I put in a 120 mil air cooler that was 155 millimeters tall. Um, I've got a decent sized power supply in it. I've got a full length graphics card. Um, I don't think the, the the Pop would be any tighter than any of other Fractal's cases. But, but I can't talk to like, you know, the the Pop Air, the any of those others. Been a while for a Ruby visit on the show. Yep. Yeah, normally the door's closed. I left it open tonight because, well, the family's gone. So I'd like to be able to hear. Let's see. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump into the main story right after we crack open my next beer because... Can't start a new story on an empty uh, glass. Never. Uh, Bringing back an old time classic, uh, classic West Coast IPA. This is Lagunitas Maximus Colossal IPA, 9%, named for, well, Maximus the dog. Who is on the bottle cap of every Lagunitas beer.
1: Maximus Decimus Meridius, the dog.
0: I always love the color on this beer. It's a fantastic dark red. It's beautiful. All right. Now for the headline story. There has been a leak of Intel's upcoming Raptor Lake 13th generation Core i9-13900K. Now with all leaks, take the entire shaker of salt with it, throw it over your left shoulder and hopefully don't hit some guy named Seabass. Uh, But according to a Geekbench benchmark score, The i9-13900K was spotted running at an all-core turbo frequency of 5.5 gigahertz and as fast as 5.7 gigahertz in single-core portions of the test. Uh, That is quite the boost from the 5.2 that we are seeing with Ice Lake at the moment. Uh, The even more impressive, yeah, 13900K rolls right off the tongue. Um, I'm surprised they are going with 13. I, I'd assume they skipped it and go to 14. Uh, telling you, I was hoping they'd go to one. So just start to one. Over. Yeah. Just go back to Pentium. It's all about the Pentiums. Yeah, yeah. Uh, perhaps even more impressive than the clock speed, uh, which we're finally getting the promised clock speed from the early 2000s, will be at eight gigahertz in no time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, are the benchmark scores. Now, uh, it was unconfirmed what the core count was going to be uh, for the 13900K. Uh, This chip is clocking in at 24 cores and 32 threads. So again, we are seeing uh, 16 cores, or sorry. No, what, what would this core count be? No, 24 cores, okay. So it'd be 16 cores, Gosh, I'm drawing a blank tonight. Would this still be 16 cores and then 8 efficiency? No, because it'd be 16 cores. 16 by 32, but then 8 of it. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, 8 of the efficiency, eight of these are efficiency cores and don't have hyper-threading, but that doesn't quite make sense because it'd be... Oh, 8, eight performance, 16 efficiency. That... But that doesn't make sense. They're going backwards from 12 cores and 16 cores. I, I don't know.
1: I, don't I, mean, know. Everybody's... I, mean,
0: I mean, maybe 8x8. Eight eight. Okay. Now, Sam's tech, uh, they they wouldn't do 16 core, 24 thread, plus 8 efficiency. Um, it would be... Here's the problem. If you have 16 16 performance cores, the performance cores have been hyper-threaded. 16 times 2 is 32. So now we're... The the efficiency cores still count as threads. So if that was the case, if this was a 16 core performance core chip, this would be a 24 core 40 thread if it had 8 efficiency cores. Um, So... 16 four or eight performance 16 efficiency you know honestly at 10 nanometer that might be somewhat believable
1: somebody says it's confirmed confirmed yeah
0: well i i don't know how they can confirm it i haven't received white papers yet i haven't been briefed yet <laughs> so uh that's coming up right hopefully uh Anyway, what is astoundingly awesome is the benchmarks. Now, again, take this with all the salt you can muster. Uh, The single threaded score on Geekbench was a 2133 versus a 1987 on a 12900K versus a 1686 on a 5950X. Um, Now, I do, I will say these scores are not quite telling the whole story uh, because as we've seen, especially in gameplay, the 5950X and the 12900K pretty much trade blows depending on which instruction set the chip uses and the game prefers. Uh, So I don't think there's, there's certainly not a 20% disparity between these two chips when it comes to single threaded performance. Uh, So take this gain with a grain of salt, but in apples to apples comparisons, Uh, For single-threaded performance, we're seeing a 7.5% increase from a 1987 to a 21.33. Uh, We are seeing the multi-threaded score, however, stay pretty much flat uh, against the 5950X uh, with uh, the purported performance versus efficiency cores. So... Twelve core, twenty-four thread plus four efficiency, but the efficiencies are not hyper-threaded. yeah, they're it's weird. It's a weird setup. Yeah, if it was sixteen performance cores, the fridge wouldn't or it wouldn't include a fridge to put it in. Uh, Linus actually tested that. You can't do that. SMT times four instead of times two. I haven't heard any rumblings about four-way hyper-threading coming. Uh, from any, (laughs) yeah, it's gotta be eight, eight performance and 16 efficiency. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Time will
1: tell it's only a matter of time. Yep. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Mark Tyson here from Tom's hardware. He could have, he could have done the math.
0: Yeah. But anyway, yeah, single threaded frequencies up to 5.7 gigahertz out of the box.
1: Fun. Real quick, I'm going to pour myself another drink of Rainier. Wow. Rainier gin. Rainier gin. Yeah, you like that? I don't have another beer, but I do have gin, so I'll make myself a little mini gin and tonic. There here. you go. Go a little easy on the gin.
0: Uh, 12 performance, 8 efficiency. That There's a problem there, too. It would be 12 core, 24 thread, if you're talking the performance cores, but then 20 core, 20 core, 32 threads, so you're still off. Can't refrigerate a 13900K? You could if you had an insulated water ball for pouring LN2 from lttstore.com.
1: I hate pouring. you all. I hate pouring. you all. Maybe maybe a nice maybe a nice pint glass from not ltt.store would do it. That
0: that, that sounds way more reasonable.
1: I I think they got those.
0: Yep. They look fantastic too have this fantastic logo on them looks looks a lot like the moonlight uh, ad computer logo yeah
1: yeah that's true but instead of a plus but, with, sign, but with a
0: glass about this yeah instead of a shape? plus
1: sign it has a glass topical topical references for you and i <laughs> and anybody who watched today's video
0: yep uh yeah no the only numbers that people are throwing out here are the Eight performance cores and sixteen efficiency, uh, to get twenty four and thirty two. That, that's the only metric that I've seen so far that makes sense. Yeah, interesting. Sorry, gamers. Nexus has the best pint glass, bro, bro. Unless you're talking as Moscow mule mug, because I will take I will take that medicine. Uh, yeah, his Moscow Mule mug is freaking dope, but pint glass? No. Uh,
1: his pint glass is kind of cool.
0: It is kind of cool. It's blue. It, it, yeah, it's blue. It's got the silver foil on it. Like, it's, yeah. it's I'm not saying it's not a nice pint glass. I'm just saying it's not the best.
1: I love this material high quality glass. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> shoot. Damn. My GN glass runs three degrees Celsius colder than my LTT water bottle. Craft <laughs> <laughs> extra should have been named not LMG clips.
1: <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have more content on it than just clips.
0: Correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's gonna be clips, but also going to be some bonus content or maybe some like quick demos that or updates that really don't need a full video on craft computing proper. Um, Like my retro, my retro rocket build, like, yeah, after that video, I completely rebuilt it, but I didn't want to do a dedicated video on that. But hey, if you're looking to build a retro PC, here's the mistakes that I made and some of the things that I learned through it. And (coughs) here's some great hardware that you could possibly look for on eBay and build one yourself, so one of the
1: things that kind of becomes clear when you uh start making content of any kind that is like falls under sort of like a brand is that if one brand starts doing well people don't really want to see the other things that you do (laughs) goes for youtube goes for bands uh that's why some authors have pen names nobody wanted to read the murder mystery novel that JK Rowling wrote after Harry Potter. That's why she had a pen name.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then she just went ahead and made sure nobody wanted to read Harry Potter in general. So, you know, do with that what you will. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, craft so craft extra. Yeah. We're going to have our not LMG clips on it, but uh, you know, you have a camera in your right in front of you all day. And you have all these ideas burning through your head. Sometimes there's videos that you want to make that like, the 271,000 subscribers of Craft Competing generally might
0: not care about all that much. Sometimes there's also things that I do on the side just as fun projects that I don't want to go through the production of making a full-fledged video for. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of it might still be interesting, but it's certainly not, again, not going to be interesting to the whole, whole audience. And so, uh, like, Gosh, I've got a couple like weird ideas and and... I I I don't know if I can show this yet. No. Um, Yeah. It's under NDA. Yeah. No, that box is still upstairs. NDA boxes don't belong in the office. (laughs) Nowhere in the same room as a camera.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's like uh, you're doing content and sometimes you want to make content but yeah. the rules of doing it as a job dictate that you can't always make the content that you want to make craft extra is the answer to that yeah and all the clips f- from this because you know uh, i f- i feel like we make a lot of great content mm-hmm. on the live show every week and the regulars know it and they come back and they check in and the and the people that that watch it afterwards they all know it um but some people don't know it um, uh, because they don't want to wade through all of the uh you know hello good morning good evenings what we're drinking and all the stuff between every story and so this is our way of trying to give it to them a little bit but it doesn't like we can't just flood the main feed with seven videos a week you know so
0: yeah uh i mean i don't have the production capacity to film seven videos per week right i i barely have the energy to film like we're gonna film four videos this week uh i wanted to do five we're not quite gonna make it there but uh but will say never but uh, just kidding yeah you're probably i'm not gonna get on camera tomorrow (laughs) 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 that's just no way um but uh yeah uh like there's only so much that i can do and and rhett had the realization today he's like uh like 4.30 this afternoon, he goes, I'm going to go ahead and jet on out of here. You know, I got to go pick up the kid and go make dinner. It's like, yeah, I was about to kick you out because I got to go eat dinner so I can get ready for the show. He goes, oh, right. You have a life outside of this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wouldn't know. I never see you outside of it. I know. <laughs> like, you know, we, we share Quippy stories about real life and all this sort of stuff. But when we're talking outside of the office, it's almost always about work. <laughs> it's never like
0: I mean, why do you th- why do you think my friends challenged me to make a YouTube channel because I was always talking about it anyway <laughs> they're like please anybody but us yeah we're done go speak to someone else <laughs> Yes, that phrasing was intentional. Uh, A couple super chats rolling in. Mike Gracie sends over $10. Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, Late to the party, not to the adult beverage, drinking an Elysian Space Dust, 8.2%. That is always a fantastic one. Oh, and thank you for showing Parsec, making great use of it for my gaming. Yeah, Uh, I have used Parsec for a number of years now. Um, I discovered it when I started getting into the cloud gaming stuff. And even since that, uh, you know, gosh, that was three and a half years ago. I think I started the the cloud gaming series. Um, there's been quite a few developments, whether it was uh, Looking Glass, whether it was uh, Sunshine and Moonlight coming out, whether it was, um, gosh, there's another one too. Um, I couldn't cover them all. Um, oh, Rainway is, is the other one. Uh, Rainway. Uh, there's been a lot of development on Uh, low latency video encoded streaming designed for desktop use uh, for VDI environments. And uh, it's been really cool to watch the evolution of those. Um, I still feel like Moonlight, as far as an open source client with with Sunshine, um, is a fantastic way to go, but there are still some hurdles to it when it comes to accessibility or deployment, uh, even in small environments like my office, uh, versus something like Parsec, which may be cloud-hosted, but it's also completely free uh, as long as you don't need some of the more premium services. And there's no infrastructure required for it. You don't have to go in and edit uh, firewall rules and let ports through and uh, and all this other jazz. It just kind of works. So uh, lots of lots of cool stuff on the remote side of things there. And it all just happens to gel with cloud gaming. Uh, someone asked a little higher up, uh, so what do I do with a Tesla K80 if I happen to have a an RTX 3080? Um, you could do a couple of things, assuming you only have one Windows desktop and that's being used by the 3080. Uh, you could plug the K80 into that desktop and use uh, Microsoft Hyper-V and GPU para-virtualization, otherwise known as GPU-P, Uh, with the K80 and do two additional gaming machines on. Uh, So the K80 has two GPUs on it. You could basically dedicate one of the GPUs to one and one one GPU to another VM and host two additional gaming PCs. Um, Alternatively, you could use it for Plex encoding or if you have a server, you could uh, do that as well. Uh, But the K80 cannot be divided more than two. You can only dedicate the entire GPU on you know, one of each. Uh, You can't take one of those individual dies and split it into two or four parts for for virtual machine use. Uh, And Michael sends over uh, 10 Aussie bucks. Thank you so much. Uh, Have one on me because I can't drink at work. They frown on that. Yeah, yeah. Not on my work. Uh, Right, right. Eventually you've got to share though. Jesus.
1: Yeah, well,
0: (laughs) bring a whole case of Rainier over it and you roll your eyes. I roll my eyes mainly because three days later, it's gone. (laughs) Three? It's like two and a half. Yeah. (laughs) I was being
1: generous. You're like, you know what? Maybe I'll work up to a mood for Rainier. And before you can, it's gone. (laughs)
0: just kidding i don't like rainier that much <laughs> well you know i i just got a case of uh uh founders all day ipa 4.7 percent easy drinking ipa it's perfect i've been having more of that than water lately
1: <laughs> nothing wrong with that it's good there's something to be said about those um like uh, i feel like a lot of the serious craft brewers they do have that mm-hmm all day or that session or that something that you can have more than one. Yeah. And feel good about it.
0: Right. Yeah. And uh, honestly, with all these beers that I really enjoy, um, Talking Heads is the only time that I have more than one beer in one sitting. Um, Like anymore, not going to lie, sometimes I'll have a beer for lunch and I'll have a beer at dinner. But I never just like open a beer and just crack a couple of back. It's just... It's never been who I am or what I do. Um, but when you look at like the Maximus IPA here, 9%, I'm not gonna drink two of these in a row. Yeah, that's Outside a- of a Wednesday night on a show.
1: Um, or Friday night at the bar, which, you know, when was the last time you got to do that? I mean.
0: You know what ticks me off is I finally moved to a city where I can Uber and I haven't been able to Uber once in the 30 months that i've lived here
1: (laughs) yeah see and i did the opposite i moved to a town that had a higher ratio of bars to person Mm -hmm. and they're all within walking distance so you know (laughs) we've got like three brewers
0: here yeah
1: maybe well maybe more brewers i guess we only have like two breweries
0: yeah yeah, you you have uh, you have a couple gypsy brewers over where you're at, where it's like one facility, but like three to four act, like right. active breweries that use it. Right. Um, and uh, you mm. have more within like walking distance of your place. I technically have two wineries and two breweries within oh, yeah, yeah. three miles of my house. Um, but, oh yeah, and but you that, got
1: the one Mexican place there. Yeah, yeah. One.
0: There's also yeah. that one, um, but it's kind of a treacherous three miles because that hill. No. <laughs> I live at the top of a hill, and it's literally like a two mile, twelve degree incline. Like it's or twelve percent, not twelve percent grade, but like a. It's a big grade. It's it's a big grade. It it's like six to eight percent grade for almost two miles. <laughs> It's a long walk. Yeah. yeah, the leaf does
1: not like that hill. <laughs> no. I watch my range just
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> at, le- at least you don't have a gas gauge on that, because no. cause I drive my truck up it, and it does the same thing. I, I have to pat the dash and say, don't worry, baby. You're going to go down it later today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just think of that regenerative
1: braking. <laughs> yes, yes. Just, just think it through. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, we used to um, have our Friday night routine last time we lived here, and and we'd go downtown and hit some of the places up. And we had a, a really good, uh, I don't know, a good streak where we'd go to the old-timer bar mm-hmm. and grab dinner. And it's like they got food there, but it's like cheap, old-timey pub food. It's not like, like I'm talking like they got a club sandwich and a BLT and like chicken strips and some other stuff. It's not like they got burgers and and fish and chips like yeah like the bread that they're putting your blt on is like probably wonder bread you know um <laughs> Ooh. but Ooh. you go there and hang out they got great you get the pool. club
0: you get the club sandwich it's just like you know a bag of Lay's potato chips like yeah. single serve <laughs> ones yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly but on friday night you go down there and they got a shuffleboard and i found out that that's that's where my grandparents go every Friday night and we'd catch them like three or four hams deep. Yeah. Like they're on their third or fourth hams and they're playing shuffleboard. Like one night we go in and it was like the, it was like the shuffleboard championships and the bar was packed. I kid you not, man. Uh, So that was fun. But yeah, now we got some extra breweries around here. Um, Of course, Ratchet has taken over uh, one of the big spaces and doing great stuff there. So, yeah, we kind of traded. See, and that's what I loved about my old place was like it was close to all of these other things, but you couldn't get there like you had to drive or Uber. And even the Uber from where I used to live, you remember like,
0: oh, yeah, it was like I, I Ubered with you once. And man, what a nightmare that was.
1: Yeah. And that was, and it was still like 15 bucks or something like that. I was like, yeah, "What?" it was ridiculous. We're in the car for like four and a half minutes. Yeah. Like I Ubered My from, guy was making I Ubered, bank. Yeah. I Ubered from the cheers bar in downtown Boston to East, uh, East Boston to
0: where we were staying, mm-hmm. and that cost me $8. Uh, remember going around Vegas? It's like $6 wherever you want to go, anywhere on the Strip. Well, and the, uh,
1: my Uber driver in Boston explained it to me about the way that it works there. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, that Boston and cities like that are a lot more Uber friendly because they're not going as far. There's more Uber drivers, right. things like that. And Rhett who suddenly kn- died <laughs> who knows what the secret is there but yeah he was he was like he drove me and that's that's a lot longer than being in the car for four and a half minutes here in Boston we had to go through a freaking tunnel for god's sake um
0: yeah I don't know sorry my daughter just texted me hey plex is down can you fix it <laughs> yeah can you
1: yeah. Speaking of, I mean, when am I ever gonna watch Picard season two if I don't ever have access to the craft plex? I, mean... I know,
0: I know. <laughs> As anyway, if I don't have plex enough. Is workplace... back up now.
1: Oh good, good. As if I don't have enough workplace fringe benefits, okay, I need to
0: be able to watch Picard two when I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, we could probably make that happen. You can only be... watch you can only watch on the clock though so (laughs) okay okay,
1: fine i'll have your your production it better
0: not go down i'm monitoring that crap i never would never does yeah can't
1: get much lower (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to figure out to work
0: that in there somehow like (laughs) it never does how do you go down from here you know (laughs) We talked about this earlier, Rhett. Set up your own jokes. You're like, don't go with the obvious hit. Yeah. <laughs> Never.
1: <laughs> um, well, we do have more stories, but we also have more <laughs> Super Chats.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's get to the Super Chats, and we'll jump right back into the stories, because uh, we do have a couple of beer stories, and uh, they're actually some pretty funny ones today. So I did want to hit those. Christian Rockabrun. Uh one Canadian dollar. And he says down below, "What about inviting your fans on the show? That could be interesting." Hey, we invite you to the super secret after show. You're always welcome there. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to be rude, but um, no.
1: And the reason <laughs> I say no
0: is because, as a host, when this and. It's, If it's some random podcast, sure. Like, like if we're just sitting around drinking with a recorder going and this is going on a channel that no one cares about, yeah, I don't care. You can say what you want. Um, When this is a podcast that to some extent I monetarily rely on, I need to be able to control not only the narrative but the direction and the tone and the content And you are a wild card that I do not want to mess with. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unexpected is the worst kind of expected. If you just want to have a
1: conversation with Jeff, well, get your butt on over to the Discord server and join the Super Secret After Show. Um, That's as close to, like, a roundtable podcast in a lot of ways. Like, people get going.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's entertaining. It's f- I, I love just hanging out and doing my own thing and just in the, in eavesdropping while I'm doing other stuff. Um, <clears throat> that's probably your best bet. I used to have a podcast where I had a phone number and we encouraged people to call the phone number and leave voicemails. And we would play the voicemails on the show and talk about them. Yeah. That got out of hand quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, th- there's a reason when um, you call a radio station, there's a 30 second delay when you call in live, and it's a radio host's worst fear that you're gonna go all George Carlin on the air because every caller that gets airtime is a complete wild card to the to the to the host.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly and obviously you know the podcast i would listen to the voicemails before we recorded the podcast and things like that and i would yep. be like this guy was too eclectic to play or they said some things and, and yep. it's funny we touted ourselves as like the no holds barred uh podcast where <laughs> anything goes but like, you, you, you
0: found where the barriers were didn't you <laughs>
1: Well, what's funny is you find out, like, you quickly already have your internal rules, right? Like, there's yeah. people that we wouldn't make fun of. There's things that we wouldn't say. There's a lot yeah. of lines you all cross right, right from the get-go. Right. And uh, and then it becomes more apparent when you're listening to the things other people want to say.
0: Yeah. Um, which, you know, part of the game. It was fun. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Another super chat. We got Parker chiming in with 20 bucks. Thank you very much, Parker. Good to see you. Uh lovelier love the earlier time slot. Keep up the great stuff. Finally found the Oscar Blues sample pack or yeah, Oscar Blues. Uh back in stock and loving my favorite thick haze. Yeah. Uh gosh, what was the Oscar Blues I had not long ago? They had the uh was it the 1050? 1050 stout?
1: I don't know, but one of the other things that Parker says up above that super chat is Red, looking good.
0: Yeah, that's Oscar Blues. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Oscar Blue's 1050 stout. Uh holy crap, that is good.
1: <laughs> nice. Well done. Um, Digging it.
0: Yeah. All right, we are we are up to date with super chats. Unless someone, mm-hmm. you know, dropped another one that I
1: Well, then we'd have to stop and we'd, we'd have to read d- it and that's right. Like
0: we'd never get to the end of the story and that's I fine.
1: I mean, Jeff thinks it's a fun one, but me
0: I- I'm okay <laughs> with that. Like it's- uh so the u.s open beer championship names its best breweries and better of all funniest beer names of 2022. so the u.s open beer championship is the competition for the best brewery and best beer and uh this is a an annual crowning of you know by whatever standards they have uh that's fine. You know, we can we can come down. Uh, Sun King Brewery in Indiana, one best brewery. Uh, we've got Shoe Tree Brewing in Nevada, Third Eye Brewing in Ohio, Monday Night Brewing in Georgia. There's no Oregon breweries on this list, so I'm going to call shenanigans no, right and, off the bat.
1: But what's more, though, I was going to say this, like, no one region really takes the cake
0: here. I mean, Indiana's yeah.
1: got two on here. Indiana's got is,
0: two. Right. <clears throat> California. California got Moonraker, which I don't disagree with Moonraker being on that list. Let's be honest there. Um, <laughs> okay, sounds good. Can you close my door, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my show. <laughs> yep. So I can hear them. Do you want to come say hi? Come say hi. So this is Little Bit. Arrgh! Say hi, a Little Bit. Hi, it's me. <laughs> no, not you, Little Bit. I was telling Little Bit to say hi. You're Little Bit. Oh. <laughs> but can I have this say? Oh, you want to hear it? Okay, okay. There we nice. go. Nice. Hi!
1: Hi, my name is Kiki, and Jacqueline Sullivan. <laughs> okay,
0: Okay, okay, okay.
1: What's your name?
0: It's Rhett! You know Rhett.
1: Oh, I didn't recognize him. (laughs) I didn't recognize you. It's okay. It happens. (laughs) So, hi, Rhett. Hi. Yeah. I... I
0: Why are you on the computer? (laughs) This is where I live. When I'm not there. He's at his house. Can you show me around? (laughs) <laughs> Not right now.
1: I wish I could, but my, my camera is stuck. Yep. All right. You could bring your camera on your computer.
0: <laughs> That's maybe, a good idea. Maybe he can show you around another time. Mm-hmm. We'll have to go over there and go, and go get in his pool.
1: <sighs> There's a good what? idea.
0: Yeah. All right. Say good night. Good night. night. Okay. You close my door, please. Thank you. Oh, adorable. <laughs> Jeff says, Tell her not to give out your family's social security number over the call. <laughs> I know. I know. Any other family secrets you want to reveal?
1: <laughs> Here's a list of my dad's deepest, darkest fears
0: <laughs> and an exact floor layout of our house. <laughs> Combination two is security deposit boxes. <laughs>
1: oh she's so sweet i love he takes that... sleeping pills and at 2 a.m can barely <laughs> i i love that she never recognized me she didn't recognize me yesterday either yeah um and it was because i wore a hat for the first time in a long time and then when i shaved my beard and i had the mustache for the first time i showed up and she's like hi you know good to meet you and i was like hey it's me yeah. it's red and she's like oh okay and then and then later on, you know, Jeff was, was asking her about that. Like, well, you said you didn't recognize it. And she goes, well, it's because he's, he's wearing a clean shirt today. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, the funny thing is I was wearing a brand new shirt that day, brand new. I never worn it anywhere. And I wore that.
0: She's like, he's wearing a clean shirt. <laughs> Elvis chimes in and says, talking about wild cards. <laughs> Well done. Uh, Mr. Gearling. goes, wait, we should get her back on weekly. Reveal all the deep, dark secrets of Jeff. Uh, He actually drinks Miller Lite during the week. (laughs) He's a Bud
1: Light Platinum kind of guy. (laughs) Yeah. Copper Reserve Lager. He's too, he's too, he doesn't want to admit he drinks Bud Light, but he drinks Bud Light Platinum. It's different, Uh. okay well and then and then the kingpin of super chats over here zachary solace i i can't even i don't even, i can't even count the number of shows i've been on where this happens and it just keeps <laughs> happening um and i was gonna make an impassioned plea earlier like now that you all know what jeff is doing here and who
0: jeff is supporting you must continue the super chats by the way that's only one of my three kids <laughs> Yeah. Now imagine all three on camera. Yeah, being super cute. Zachary, with a five hundred dollar donation, thank you. My family eats for another week. I, I live in Oregon. It's the high, some of the highest cost of living in the nation. But... I,
1: I did pay seven dollars for a gallon of milk the other day. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Zach is single-handedly keeping the economy afloat. Uh, certainly, my economy, <laughs> keeping my cash flow rolling. He's got, and Jeff's responsible for two economies right now. (laughs) I pay two mortgages and one of them is not mine.
1: Sadly, I think uh, one of those is more than yours too. Like, and not like, I'm not bragging. I'm saying like, he's doing a lot of heavy lifting.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I'm paying for two houses and I get the cheaper one. You know, in a way you're paying for three houses. That's true. (laughs) God, when you put it that way. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Well, she was adorable. Yep, so that's a little bit. She just turned five this last month. So, yeah, speaking of wild cards. Uh, Anyway, yeah, no Oregon or Michigan on this list, but that's not the best part of this list. The best part of this list is the best beer names of the year. Right. These were great. Uh, let's start. I uh, I feel this is in reverse order. I feel like number, number one is at the top and number 10 is at the bottom. So I'm just going to read these from bottom to top without <coughs> showing them on screen. Uh, so from Elmhurst Brewing Company in Illinois comes the Julius Squeezer IPA. <laughs> solid, solid turn of phrase. I, I like the uh I like the rhyming. It's good. Uh Red Bear Brewing tastes like flannel. That's a good one. I like that. That's a good one. Uh for the first Gose pun, uh there goze my pickle. There goza my pickle.
1: <clears throat> That's got to be a pretty good one.
0: So, it's like, pretty is good. Goza
1: with pickle? Right. Like I'm not talking about the name. I'm talking about the beer.
0: Oh, I'm talking about the name. Right, because
1: tastes like flannel, that has to be an IPA, right?
0: It's gotta be an IPA. There's, right, okay. There's no other style of beer that could possibly be, and it's gotta be like double dry hopped, super dank, so, like.
1: Well, and I'm wondering, it's gotta be like a Pacific Northwest style. It has to be, but I mean, I know it's from Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. D. C. But like,
0: they do that, right? Well, they could use like Chinook hops, and to them it'd be like, this is the bitterest, most hop-forward thing I've ever had. And it's like a 4%, you know, pale.
1: At one point in the last few years, there was like five people from my tiny hometown working in Washington, D.C. So, like, we've got to, like, the Northwest has a fairly uh, sizable representation. Yeah. Five people at least. I mean, I come from a small town. (laughs) Very small town. Five people is a large percentage of, like, the number of people
0: I went to high school with. Like we're talking big fractions here. Yep. Uh, I'm going to interrupt this list. Gearling chimes in with $10. Thank you very much, Mr. Jeff. Uh, go subscribe over to Jeff Gearling if you love the home lab stuff. Uh, he does a lot more development and programming stuff than I do, but uh, he also goes crazy with Raspberry Pi projects.
1: Nice. Um,
0: yeah, Redshirt Jeff and I would get along quite well, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, go subscribe to Jeff Geerling. Uh and Drake says, hey, guys, wanted to pop in and say hi, even though it's mine and the wife's anniversary. Uh, cool. How long has she been married? <laughs> Sorry, that's a terrible joke. Congratulations, you two. Uh, but seriously, go enjoy your anniversary. Unless you both enjoy watching me, in which case that's a little weird, but I'm flattered. Hello. Uh, okay, so there goes my pickle uh, oh, yeah. from Kunai Brewing Company in Florida. Uh, from Listerman Brewing, it's pronounced Frankenstein with a PH. <laughs> <laughs> but that one made me giggle more than just about any other on this list. Um, the Common Beer Company out of Ohio. I need more Cow Belgian. <laughs> That's yes, not too bad. I like that. I need more Cow Belgian. Uh, from Streetside Brewery, also in Ohio. Who's a good beer? Who's <laughs> a good beer? <laughs> By the way, if Ohio anyone can find these and like send them to me, that would be amazing. Uh from pilot, pilot brewing Brew. in North Carolina, culture me if you can. I
1: like that. It's fun. Lighthearted.
0: Uh who's your head brewer? Frank Abig Ale? <laughs> Nice. That was good.
1: That was a, That was a good one.
0: Thank you. Uh, with the second Goza pun of the day from Spider Bite Beer Company in New York, it goes it in your mouth.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good.
0: It goes it in your mouth. Yeah. Also,
1: yeah, Spider Bite Beer Co. New York, like uh, there's like, I don't know, there's d- multiple layers to this one. I'm not going to unpack them, but yeah. Uh,
0: number two, Up Shits Creek. Now I need to spell those out. S-C-H-I-T-T-S-K-R-I-E-K. Up Schitt's Creek. That is from Lost Province Brewing uh, in North Carolina. And from New Ales Brewing in Ohio. Ohio's got three on this list. I know, yeah. There's a little bias going on here, I, I think. Well,
1: people in Ohio have nothing better to do but name their peers. That's
0: right. Uh still not as bitter as your ex. <laughs> so here's the complete list up on screen. Uh so yeah, I was not swearing. That is up shit's creek at number two. Um yeah, it's pronounced Frankenstein made me giggle a lot. Uh but yeah, still not as bitter as your ex, that's gotta be number one. I mean That was pretty good. Straight up. Uh, Finally, there is a new distillery out in Kentucky, in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, called Copper and Kings, and it's releasing its first bourbon, but you cannot buy it. Well, how could that be? They're releasing their bourbon. Yes, you have to go to the distillery and bottle it yourself. I kind of want to fly to Kentucky. I, I was just thinking to myself, like, how do we tie this into craft computing? We could totally do this along with a couple other trips that I may or may not be planning. It's close enough to some other things that I'm looking at. We could we could we might be able to make this as a little like side venture. This sounds great. This sounds amazing. So Copper and Kings in Louisville, Kentucky is a distillery that produced their first ever bourbon on July 12th, literally yesterday. They released their first bourbon. You cannot buy it off the shelf. You have to go to the brewery or to the distillery and take the whiskey bottle your own tour. Uh, And according to this article, it is part of their barrel to bottle experience. On the tour, guests will see what it's like to pick their own single barrel and learn about the barrel aging and flavor profile process according to the news release. So, here is the the copper and kings bottles that you can get. Um now, it should be noted there are 12 barrels and there's only 12 barrels. So this is single barrel whiskey. It's not a blend. It's a straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, that have been aged somewhere between five and six years. And they've also been cross-aged with, what was it, port barrels? It was strawberry or... Grape, Uh, apple and grape. Apple and grape. With either apple or grape port barrels. Uh, So, this sounds amazing. I mean this is great. This is a stop to make on a road trip. This is this is a destination to go if you're heading to somewhere else that may or may not be around the Midwest. Uh so someone says Wendell? Visit Wendell? Yeah. Uh I'm not saying no. <laughs> I'm saying I haven't talked to him about it yet, but I'm not saying no. Um yeah, but, like, this is within 200 miles. That's a three-hour drive. We could totally do that. I think so. I, I think we need to come home
1: with some bottles. This sounds fun, right? I mean, and what, they, they have 14 barrels. I think there's about 200, right, 200 bottles per barrel. Yeah. I mean, how much to just buy a whole barrel and then have that be the craft computing slash copper and kings signature release. I, I you know
0: I really need to partner with both a distillery and a brewery and get a name out there. Get 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 an official craft computing brew that people can buy.
1: If only there were brewers around here. If this. only I
0: knew someone with a cannery that might be able to facilitate such a request. <laughs>
1: what's interesting i've heard of people who have like you know on their wedding days or whatever or like when their child is born they buy a barrel yeah and then they allow it to age and when it's ready they've got cases to just give out on the holidays you know it's like here
0: we go right or better yet you wait till that kid hits 21 and then you bottle it all and you give it away to everyone and you you ring in the the christening of a new king
1: i like that it's
0: fun yeah
1: yeah yeah okay well we'll have to figure out how to shoehorn this one and the cost of the tour is 35 dollars um <laughs> but the cost of the bottle is additional 65 dollars but that's just i've spent more than that so off the one.
0: shelf yeah true true me too yeah that that's not even a moderate trip to the liquor store anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we need to make that happen.
1: All right, I'm going to go ahead and write the email now, see what we can get going with them.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, let's talk tomorrow. Like, get the email drafted and save it in your drafts. I've got a couple things to talk to you about tomorrow.
1: Okay, I All like right. it. A little peek behind the Crafterpedia's curtain. For you guys there
0: don't forget to carry some orange cream soda for wendell oh of course I, I i know what the man drinks i know what everyone drinks
1: there's one thing jeff's
0: known for it's high quality segues <laughs> all right uh talk about a beer run yeah <laughs> beauty is that's that's our final story for the night so we've got yeah we've got a few minutes here we got 10 15 minutes for a little q a if uh sounds like a business expense you're darn right it does john j make sure you wear a clean shirt that's right orange crush no 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 sunkist for epos box SunKissed
1: sunkist is the one true orange soda that's right orange crush actually legitimately sucks
0: not gonna disagree with that. Sun Soda. Sorry, that's how Epo's always says it. So, <laughs> yeah, Epo's box is near Louisville. I'm aware. Could turn this into a Cannonball Run sequel. Yep. Uh, I may or may not be bringing a car on a trailer for this trip. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, Tesla makes a brand new trailer.
0: They do. They do make a brand new trailer. We talked about that last week. (laughs) Infinite range. Yeah, just plug it in while you drive, baby.
1: Caution, wide load.
0: (laughs) I don't know why nobody thought of this before. You got cars passing you with signs written on paper. What's the Wi-Fi password? (laughs) I drink Mellow Yellow. Ew. Not the worst of the citrus sodas. No. Now Mellow Yellow's all right. Mountain Lightning is the worst of the citrus sodas. Yeah. That's the Walmart version. Is it? Yeah. There's a hierarchy. There's, there's Mountain Dew. There's whatever Coke decides is theirs at the time, whether it's Surge, whether it's Mellow Yellow, whether it's whatever else. It's a Coke product and it's yellow. And so it gets tied to that. Um, There's the Kroger brand. uh, And then there's the Walmart brand. that's my hierarchy. I don't go further than four because why? What's the point? Right. If you've hit Mountain Lightning, you're already at rock bottom. So if a cannonball run is New York to L.A., what's Seattle or Portland to Miami? Uh, you know, Portland to Miami could be a fun one.
1: That's I'm, called the Howitzer. I, the Howitzer? I don't know. I was thinking cannonball Howitzer. Like, yeah, just trying to.
0: Howitzer has a fun like. We're going on a Howitzer. I know. Pe- I know people in Miami. Who doesn't, man? It's right. Miami. Yeah.
1: I got Ron DeSantis on speed dial.
0: He's gonna be the next president. No, oh, don't say that. <laughs> we're not we're not getting political in the next ten minutes, right? Am I? I thought I was just being factual, spitting facts, getting down with the truth. <laughs> I don't know if you knew the cameras are on right now. Oh, shoot.
1: And there's this somebody put a microphone in front of me. Yeah. No, they captured my jokes.
0: <laughs> uh, Drake says I'm a Dr. Pepper guy myself. Anymore, I'm a Dr. Pepper guy.
1: Um, I'm, I'm all about the physicist. Just kidding. Dr. Pepper is way better.
0: <laughs> I could do a Dr. K from, from time to time.
1: I actually, like, Diet Dr. Pepper is legitimately the king of sodas, so.
0: I'm sorry, what? Diet Dr. Pepper? I'm sorry, you you cut out there. It sounded like you said Diet Dr. Pepper.
1: This just in, everybody. Jeff is wrong. Wow, it happens from time to time. You need to check your sources on that. Diet Dr. Pepper is the king of sodas. Uh, what do you, you guys think about the... the exact same crispiness and flavor profile, all twenty three spices, but without the grittiness in your teeth of all that sugar.
0: But with that aspartame aftertaste. <laughs> There's no
1: aspartame. They use a completely other artificial sweetener.
0: Yeah. Uh craft. What do you guys think about the GN Artesian Builds saga? Yeah, we we're just talking about that. Yeah. Uh, uh i'm i'm not gonna <laughs> voice an opinion on that uh I, I i spoke about the artesian build saga on a live show in in this kind of a format that's all my publication requires so
1: what about me can your employees say anything
0: if maybe when i'm not controlling the yeah no when my fingers are on the kill switch right from your from your personal twitter sure yeah you can chime in all right i i'm staying out of that one stay tuned guys (laughs) now 32 32 tweet uh
1: thread incoming yeah no just kidding i don't have that strong of opinions i was just gonna say i thought it was interesting but uh, that's you know lots of youtube videos are interesting so
0: yep do with that what you will yep yep uh, I'm not gonna comment. So
1: looks like
0: the chat. You give me another unanimous- couple of beers I might talk about in the after party. but
1: there you go. Oh, made it there at the super secret after party. One dollar a month gets you uh, exclusive access to the discord server and the after party. Not only that, it gives you access unanimous because by the way, the chat unanimously agrees diet Dr. Pepper is the best. So thanks for supporting me on this one, guys. As usual, um, I don't want to make a big deal about being correct, um, but in this case, it's it's pretty great. It feels good.
0: You know, if you guys want to have your moment in the sun, just like a stale, warm Diet Dr. Pepper, you go right on ahead.
1: Nobody's drinking stale, warm Diet Dr. Pepper. Okay. We're drinking that cold, crisp, 23-spice profile, delight besides even if it did have aspartame the phenolol the phenylalanine completely blocks the, the flavor profile of the aspartame
0: uh-huh so, uh-huh you googling that ingredients list over there i can hear those linears going uh, that is my beer cap and my guitar pick okay uh-huh. mine's also a beer cap. <laughs> i'm just like yep. here we go guys welcome to the asmr Uh, John J says, Craft Computing, would you upgrade your 740 for the win for a 970 GTX in your classic game build now that it's Windows XP? Um, I don't think I have a need to. Uh, Because the era of games that I was looking to play was like 2008 and lower. Um, And even 2008 was like a stretch goal. Like, yeah, if I can get to like Vista, sure. Um, But mainly it was like late 90s to mid 2000s. It was that 97 to 2005. Games of that era, unless they have been rewritten or have new installers, are notoriously difficult to run, especially once we went to 64-bit operating systems, because a lot of the dependencies are based on 16-bit code. Um, and so they're, unless there's been work done to make them run, they don't run very well, if at all. Um, and so that was the main point of the entire build. And honestly, the GT 740 slays anything that i i put in front of it there's no need to upgrade a graphics card at at that point like it's diminishing returns it's like i can run like any game from 2008 and earlier at 140 fps what do i need 290 at at the expense of more heat more power like i like the 65 watt tdp so uh you know if I got the right 750 Ti for the right price, I might drop that in there simply because it's a faster card at the same TDP because it's a Maxwell-based card with like double the CUDA cores um, and it's two gigs of RAM instead of one gig. Uh, but I, I, don't, I just don't think I would go full Maxwell, like 950, 960. I don't think it's worth it because my retro monitor is going to be a 60 Hertz anyway. Like there's just not a point. Uh, Christian sends over another Canadian buck. Thank you very much. Uh, Elma sends over 500 yen. Uh, you need a new video editor. The current one has no taste. <laughs> Unfortunately, I knew that going in, and it's a pre-existing condition. So,
1: I might have no taste. Okay, that's a given. Okay. But I got class. I got charm and wit. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, John says, I could really test out those monitors I love. That's probably true. Uh, let's see, I did have a question earlier on. Where did that go? Basically asked what we thought of the new schedule. Um, uh, thank you for the new schedule. I'm glad to watch it live. And I had a couple people ask, what do you think of the new schedule? Um, I'm liking it. I'm, I'm liking the 6 p.m. start instead of the 8 p.m. start. Um, I have a little bit more energy. <laughs> yeah, amazingly. Feel more enough. lively. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, one of the things I do every single night is I tuck each of my kids into bed individually, and my kids go to bed at eight. And so before on Wednesdays, I would get a hug and a kiss at like seven thirty and go, okay, now go away. Daddy's busy. And now it's like, yeah, I have to eat dinner on my own. But now I get to get off this and go read my kids' stories. And it's like, that's super cool. And not only that, uh, Talking Heads for a long time kind of flatlined in an audience. Um, and uh, we were getting repeatedly or regularly like 200 viewers concurrently during the show. And I feel at that level, it's, it's a very sustainable show. Um, when I started like struggling to hit 100 in, in, a, in a live show, that that was cause for, like, okay, we need to change something up. And I think the thing to change was just make it at a better time slot. So. Yeah, Tech Tech Potato, and- what the what? Howdy from San Francisco. Hello. How- howdy. From the north. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh... Yeah, I, I doubt you're making it to the Northwest, otherwise I would have heard from you by now, but uh, welcome back to the States and hope you have a fantastic stay and safe travels. And everyone go subscribe to Tech Tech Potato as well. Uh, Dr. Ian is in chat. Uh, Ian, if you're not doing anything, we're gonna be in the after party in like five minutes. So come hang out.
1: Ian, as a doctor yourself, we need to know, is it, do you prefer Dr. Pepper or diet, Dr. Pepper. This is the real. Uh, we'll have to let I, a real I, doctor decide.
0: I thought you were going to go, Ian, as a doctor yourself, I've, I've been wondering, does this rash look like a <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going for the Howie Mandel uh, TikTok or tweet or whatever that was. Did you see that? <laughs> I didn't see it, but I saw the
0: the fallout. Yeah. Uh Says, I've been hanging with six-foot-tall silicon ingots. That sounds fun.
1: Nice. I love silicon ingots. Yeah, that's cool. Dope.
0: (laughs) Uh, Anyway. I think that's going to about wrap it up. It is 10 past the hour, so we'll call that a show. After Party from San Francisco Airport Lounge. Woo, nice. Heck yes. How we're talking. Yeah. All right, thank you so much for watching episode 243 on Talking Heads here on Craft Computing. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Drop this video a like. Did I say follow me on Twitter? No, follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing for daily shenanigans. Uh, follow Rhett on Twitter at Rhettisawesome for whatever it is that he does. Uh, six foot tall silicon, I guess. Uh, Six-foot-tall silicon I got is someone's porn name. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Ian. Uh, Yeah. Hope you all enjoyed the show. It was fun hanging out. Uh, Join the Patreon if you want to take part in the after party, or you simply like the content that you see here. Uh, Minimum uh, contribution of a dollar per month goes directly back into content and really does help keep the lights on around here. So... We do very much appreciate it. And you can chat with me throughout the week and everyone else who hangs out over on the Discord server. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all so much for watching. And as always, we'll see you next week. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.